It's Monday, June 15th, and you're listening to a brand new episode of The Julian Dion Show. Today, we discuss the new Dave Chappelle special, the Nanette comparison, English comedy versus French comedy, The Campbellton Doctor, The Daily Dose with me, Jen Grant, your comments, and more. And we kick it off with Phil Jenkins. When I look for the city stars, I aim my sights too high. Trapped in the eyes of cars, they shine down on a false sky. Oh, but my country sky. Hung with stars And the big moon Is there to show The way Through these Old, old hills To my River-hugging home For I have known Wakefield's welcome And I've been grateful I have felt their warmth sink into my bones I have known Wakefield's welcome And I've been grateful Put my shoes inside her door Called it home No hand stays empty, no heart is broke for long, and an ear is always open, and no song is left unsung, and our eyes, they shine like country stars, and the goes on and on and tomorrow is a perfect day our children's children are here to stay no other place can pull me Shoes inside her door. 
No. Why don't we do a take two? As, wait a minute. Let's start again. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hi, this is Ron Vodri. This is Alex Nussbaum. This is Jason Fraser. This is Matt O'Brien. Hey, this is Ray Zwicker. All right, world. My name is Cal Post. Guys, this is Christina Walkinshaw. This is Heidi Delisepi. This is Adrian Spencer. Uh, my name is Timo. And you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour. You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. <laughs> Who am I talking to? What am yeah. I doing? <laughs> Julian Dion Comedy Hour. You're listening to the... <laughs> Fuck some comedy <laughs> See, I took the word out comedy. Changes the meaning completely, doesn't it? Dazing, <laughs> Not really, I'm overworking, but days in the holidays. Happy holidays. You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. Now broadcasting live and totally uncensored. Hey. <laughs> From Lemon Press Studio. In the beautiful Gatineau the Wills. Project. I was like half asleep on the couch and now I'm projecting. Hey everyone, this is Christian Potenza. This is Gay Trevor Wilson. This is Jean Paul, aka the Island Hipster, hashtag hipster business. This is Steph Tola. Hey, this is Jake Goldsby. This is Sky Wallace. Hey everybody, this is Erica Sigurdsson, aka Ricky Six. Okay, hello. Hi. This is Howard Wagman. Hey, this is Peter Anthony, the PA system. This is Matt O'Brien. Some people like to, that's my rap name. This is Jen Grant, and you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. <laughs> Show you and me belong, just like the flowers, laughing all day long. People, I need to lose. Sing a little song, then take a shower. Julian Dion. It's a, it's a show. It's not an hour. It's a show. It's okay. Oh, let's see. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Sorry about that. Welcome to the Julian Dion Show. Professionalism to the maximism. We're live on a Monday morning. Monday, June 15th. Broadcasting to you live from Lemon Press Studios in the beautiful Gatineau Hills. Hey, hey, hey. Wanted to make sure I didn't have those, uh, you know, the white corners in your mouth. Ew. I know. I felt something and I'm like, oh, uh-oh. Gross. You know when someone's talking, they have either the white corners or the in the middle of the bottom lip, they'll have a white 
a white little piece and then as they talk it stretches between the top lip and the bottom lip and it creates a little string it's like how do you not feel that all right <laughs> listen to this a bit oh yeah go back to bed it's a monday i would go back to bed in two minutes you feel like sleeping all right, the pre-show song once again was by the wonderful and fantastical, talented, and beautiful Phil Jenkins. <laughs> Philip Jenkinson. Phil Jenkins for short. Song called Wakefield, because we are broadcasting live from Wakefield on Facebook at 7 a.m. Monday to Friday, and then available, of course, on demand on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Julian Dion Show. Good morning, Gen Z. Good morning. Here she is. We should, we should cut a hole through here. Whoa, where's that going? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Glory Hole Mondays, everybody. Ew. You're and gross right off the top. We should just have you have your lips through here and you talking. Mm, that you sounds... Know? Or get a camera. I thought you didn't want that. Well, yeah. Eventually, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I even... Do. Yeah, I want that too. Oh, I see what you mean. Now I'm seeing the delay. Yeah, that would be funny, actually. Pull through the curtain. Yeah, we are going to get a camera, obviously. For those are new, that are new to the show, Jen's off camera because, of course, the patriarchy and she knows her role. Mm. No, it's an organic thing. I and think we're anyone who knows us knows who wears the pants. Thank yes. you. Hi. Hi. I'm Jen Grant Comic. I'm pant-wearing Julian Dion. But, yes, we will get you on camera or okay. camera, as I like to say. Ha, ha, ha. It's just uh, some technical things that we've yet to uh, resolve three and a half months in. Yes, three and a half months in, oh. this locked... What? So sorry, go ahead. No, what? It's Phil's birthday today. No way. According to Facebook, my mom just said it's Phil's oh, birthday. Oh, happy birthday, PJ. Look at that. Yeah, funny you should... Did you know that? No. I was just going through... Because, uh, you know, I picked the songs... Based on, I've done interviews for, the podcast has been a thing since 2014. It was originally called the Julian Dion Comedy Hour Podcast. We changed that, as you can tell from the bumpers off the top. And then we changed it to the Julian Dion Show about two months ago. Just so we didn't have to, because it wasn't always comedy and it was almost always longer than an hour. So we switched it up. Some people were expecting nonstop hilarity and sometimes we just talk about current events and sometimes it's not funny so to remove the pressure or the expectation we change the name and so the point is i've done a lot of episodes about mm -hmm. 150 or 60 and interviewed a lot of musicians who would then play in studio which is the best you get a concert a foot and a half away from you mm -hmm. and so i I, re I just replay those performances so there are some repeats to our loyal listeners there's a lot of repeats but i mean because I've got about 20 or so, 25-ish performances to, to choose from. So it's, you know, there's some repeats, but, yeah, what, what are you going to do? You're a really good interviewer. What are you going to do? Oh, thank you. 
Um, Tell me about that. <laughs> you are. You're really good. You listen. Um, Sorry, what was that? Har, har, har. <laughs> Sometimes I, around the house, you know how you have these annoying things? I will often oh, yeah. tell Jen, uh, what if I laughed like this and I just make up these laughs? And one that keeps coming up is, <laughs> what if I laugh like this? <laughs> I knew a guy that I worked with in a restaurant. And that's how he would laugh. He'd say something. It's like he holds it in. And then can't. I wonder if that's just a habit or if that's actually natural. Like from when he was a little kid, did he always do that? Probably not. It sounds like a air pressured machine gun where you let the pressure out. It's it's interesting eh? because we've been together 11 years and every once in a while I'll say the same what? thing. Like, what if, what if I did this? Would you still stay with me? And, um, there are so many little things that add up to someone being tolerable. To Most you. of the times you know the answer I mean? is no. Nice. <laughs> no, but there are some things like if you think about back when, like we were starting to date or when, you know, you first meet someone, there are things that why do you tolerate certain things from some people, but other people, it's a deal breaker. You know mm. what I mean? Like, mm. yeah. Anyway, interesting. Very, but, very but interesting. But I think like, like, um, I'm trying to think of an example of something that, that I've said to you, would you still stay with me if I was like this? Uh, I think if we, a, a fixed facial expression or something like that, I've done that before. Right. Like, or a voice, an annoying voice or And almost always the answer is no. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> yeah, after eleven Very years. Shallow. After eleven years you're kind of like, you know, you've been through a lot, right? Yeah. Um Katie Flo says, Eleven years, oh my, how'd you two meet? We met. We were on a uh set of a adult film. <laughs> I could <laughs> We met at a comedy club, Katie Flo. Yuck Yucks on Albert Street in Ottawa doesn't exist anymore. That's how long. Yep. I mean, that, has, that, has, that says nothing and could have been demolished six months ago. Mm. Yes. Yeah, we met there. We I sure was performing. Did. You were coming in. You were like fainting from how much you loved me at first sight imagine fainting <laughs> you walk in you're on stage ah oh, what happened as soon as i wake up and i see you again ah oh. i was like what's happening why is he fainting that would i don't be, know every time he looks at the stage he faints that'd be quite the bar to set right why don't you faint anymore <laughs> why are which, you why are you awake which would <laughs> Definitely, it would be a that would be a thing. I yeah, think I gotta change these levels a bit. Hold on, yeah, yes, yes, queen. Anyway, good morning wherever you are listening from. Let us know in the comments. Why don't you give us a like? You know what? I used to always ask for shares. Don't even have to. I mean, that would be great, but people don't seem to. It's that's a lot to ask. So why not just a, a share, a like, or a heart? Or a laughing emoji, or a surprised emoji, or a caring emoji. G give us some likes. We'll wait. No? You yeah. don't have to. Whatever. And you can subscribe <laughs> on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and more, and you get automatic downloads.
Did you or were you trying to get into the whole story of how we met or No. Okay. Not at all. Actually I wanted to talk about something else whenever you have a second. Go ahead. Just saying that when you said we changed the I know. When we changed the name of the show. Go ahead. From comedy to Go just ahead. show. Um, um that pressure to be funny all the time or that expectation because we were going to be doing an hour Monday to Friday, five days a week. And I like that because uh, it makes me think of Dave Chappelle, 846. Did you watch it? I did, and I loved it. Yeah, same. When did you watch it? How are we watching things separate in a, during a lockdown? You were... Uh, I was actually... That was my yesterday. note. I was gonna, that was the first thing I was no. going to talk about. Yes, look, it's written. Oh, my God, weird. Written, Dave Chappelle. That's crazy. So what I like about that is that what did you think? I loved it, actually. Oof, I cried almost 30 minutes. I loved it. And I just want to say that, you know, why are comics held to the standard to always have to be hilarious nonstop all the time? Like, if you're a singer, if you see Celine Dion in, in an interview, you don't expect her to sing the whole time. Like, I like that Dave Chappelle was not funny. He literally, there's two laughs in there, and they're not I even great laughs. He says something about someone's stinky puss, and then something else. There's literally two laughs in it, yep. and the rest of the time, it's, yeah, it was just like... <laughs> I loved it, and I can't believe he was... Don't don't give, a, don't give away anything. Let, let people have the same experience That's as you. That's true. That's true. Uh, That's uh, a good point. Well, I'm I'm really excited to talk. I thought I was really amazed by one fact that was like, whoa. Yeah, don't, don't. Okay, I know, I that's the whole reveal and, and wow. everything. But just his, uh, when he screams, when he's like at first talking, talking, and he's like, uh, the George Floyd thing, I'm not ready to talk about it, but I will. Then when he goes, they knelt on his legs or, or neck for eight minutes, and when he screams that, I was, yeah. I was like, like I said, crying. Oh, it was so good. You have to watch it. It's more powerful than anything, and he is the greatest of our generation, and oh, it's yeah. cr- pretty cool cool to see like oh this is our fill in the blank richard pryor george carlin or whatever it's like oh th- there's actually and he was always amazing he was always one of the best yeah before before the Chappelle show and everything when he was you know his two first specials so good were, were amazing still one of the best but he just kept evolving evolving stepped away from the game for almost 10 years dropped four specials in the last year and a half two years on netflix Putting him right at the top, and then this thing—he's—he's he's like a, yeah—he is the best oh, of our so generation. Funny. And so it's like cool to to see the best uh, that we have one of those right now actively working. It's like wow, a, a legend is actually yeah. we can see him work. True. And uh, it's uh, he's undeniably the best. I mean, everybody's. I was, I've been reading comments and reviews. Nobody. I saw one thing. One guy was looking for it. He's like, "Why can't I find it on Netflix?" And someone commented, "He was making fun of George Floyd, so they removed it from Netflix. It never was on Netflix. It was all. It was on the Netflix channel on YouTube. Netflix is a joke. That's the name of the channel. And he doesn't make fun of George Floyd. Even it's it's the person clearly hadn't watched it. But uh, holy shit, it's powerful. The one thing I will say is that people now are saying, "Yeah, well, why can he do that?" And then Hannah, is it Hannah Gatsby or Anna Gatsby? Nanette? Not sure. You don't know Nanette, the special? No. Really? No. It came out, um, I don't know, two years ago maybe? She's from Australia. 
She, oh, she yeah. released a Netflix special yep. called Nanette. This is coming back to me. Yep. Well, people were were on her saying it's not even funny. It's not comedy. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Hannah Gadsby, Nanette. People were like, well, it's not even funny, and she's ruining the name of stand-up, and it's not a comedy special. Sure, it's power because it's powerful. She talks about her experiences growing up, um, uh, gay, and all that kind of stuff, and and being uh, being uh, bullied and all that kind of stuff. It's really powerful, but it's not necessarily laughs per minute. So everybody was, a lot of people were shitting on it. Saying it's not a comedy special, stop calling it a special, it's not even funny or whatever. And then people now are saying, yo, well, why can Dave Chappelle do that? And everybody's, everybody comes out and says he's, he's the greatest of all time and a legend. Well, the difference is Dave Chappelle has been known and his uh, is already at the top of the, na- uh, of the stand-up game. He's a household name. You can't argue that. He's undeniably huge, the, the best yeah. and huge. Everybody knows who Dave Chappelle is. Yeah. Whether you've seen any of his comedy or not, you just know the name. Chappelle Show, Dave Chappelle, you know all of it. This was Hannah Gatsby's first introduction to the world under the umbrella of a, co- quote, comedy special. That's mm-hmm. why yeah. people people were more critical because nobody knew who she was for the most part. I mean, obviously she had a following and, and she's had a career. You don't just get a special out of the blue. But... You know, nowhere near mainstream or household name. So this was, for the most part, her introduction to the world, her special, her quote-unquote comedy special. So that's why people were more critical of of it, of calling it a comedy special or whatnot. It wasn't necessarily a knock on her, but just the fact that this was now a a called a comedy special. Well, Dave Chappelle is legendary and the best and the top of his game, the greatest of all time, before before 846. So he can permit himself to release something that's not necessarily, you know, six or seven laughs a minute or whatever. He, he can because he's just basically giving his thoughts on it. People were waiting to hear what he had to say. So being in this position, being already at the top, being already one of the best to ever do it, ever a household name, why can't he release a special that's not funny? Dur- would, during a time which, you know, there's nothing funny about what's happening. I would also argue that not only is he world famous in comedy, she's not world famous. She might be famous from New Zealand or Australia. Where was it, New Zealand? Uh, I thought it was, uh, yeah, Australian. Australia. So, so she might be famous in Australia. So not only that, though, I think, but almost possibly more importantly, he... His material and content on his show, aside from stand-up, has always been, you know, very much um, about about the black community and the message that he's trying to send. Yeah, he's talked about police brutality and all this kind of stuff in in almost and all racism of, all of and, his specials. Yeah, and discrimination like the the um, which one? Well, I'm trying to remember what that sketch was where he is racist but he but he's blind the blind white supremacist right <laughs> yeah he's bl- yeah he's black but he's a white supremacist he doesn't know because he's blind so he's kind of he really more than more than most comics has a responsibility not like probably feels and wants the responsibility of being a voice too yeah. when you when you have that kind of celebrity and that kind of fame he he does 
probably feel a, a strong sense of responsibility to speak about this. The other thing that I loved about it, and it will go down in history by far, for sure, no question, is the fact that he he was able to speak for this gen- and 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 it's he's able to speak for people that really don't have a voice, mm-hmm. and it's his form of protest. In it, he mentioned. I think I can mention this. In it, he mentions, you know, I'm so proud of all you young, young people going out and protesting. Not that he's old, but I see what he means. You know, it's yeah. It's like he wants to point that out. Plus, this is I love this is that sometimes I truly believe that you can't joke about everything. There's been things that have happened in my life. I think that that the power would be taken away if you joke too much about it, especially when it's fresh. Yeah. When it's fresh. I think almost everything can be joked. I think 99% of things can be joked about. Mm-hmm. And it's part of, you can really heal from it and it takes away the sting of it. And it's therapeutic. But sometimes it's A, too soon. And B, would take away some of the power of your message if you joked about it too much. I, I do believe that. Yeah. One, one, one thing too. In the comparison between Nanette and 846, Hannah Gatsby, Dave Chappelle, the reason people were so hard on her is because, you know, there's it's it's like the old uh, saying, know the rules before you break the rules or right. something. Like that. Is, that a, is, that, yep. is, it, is that the saying? You got to know the rules before you break the rules? Well, the whole world was aware that uh, the whole world wants a piece of my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, or my head, but they all anyway, a waste of time. Lyric, I can't get out of my head. Know the rules before you break the rules, and the whole world was aware. Obviously, Dave Chappelle showed the world that he knew the rules because he's you know done countless specials following the typical stand-up comedy rules, exactly. quote unquote. And this being Hannah Gatsby's first introduction to the world, she was quite literally breaking the rules of stand-up and showing. But people are like, well, does she know the rules of stand-up before? Uh, breaking them like people were hard so it's harder to accept that as a again quote-unquote comedy special so because i saw this on twitter like the only negative feedback from the Chappelle special 846 that was released on friday on youtube's netflix as a joke channel go watch it if you haven't do yourself a favor it's very powerful Uh, but that's the only real criticism that i heard from it is like why are people now you know raising this thing as one of the best things to come out and and Chappelle as being wow the best there's no jokes uh, maybe two li- literally two laughs on the whole thing it's a half hour long that's another thing and another criticism p- people were shitting on it. it's only eight minutes long it's 30 minutes long you know he doesn't ha- have even to- if it was eight minutes long who cares I, well that's the thing with the pressure on comedians i know a, a band or musician will release a song a three-minute song about something that's going on oh they're heroes a comedian releases anything short of an hour special so weird on something is like, oh my god what's this bullshit it's only half hour it's like yes who cares? Yes, and you're right, Jen. It could even if it was eight minutes. Who so cares? Be it. I, I thought that would have been cool actually if it was eight minutes and forty six seconds. But he doesn't. This I, expectation on comics of like oh, it's less than an hour. Yeah, who gives a shit? You know what? I think that was in Dave Chappelle time. That was eight eight minutes and forty six seconds because there was countless stories of him going so long. Like when we lived in New York, there was a story going around about how he was at the Comedy Cellar and he showed up at toward the end of the night and ended up staying 
I don't know, five hours. Yeah, he did a five hour set, which is well, so for him too long. But. I think <laughs> half an hour is is like eight minutes and forty six seconds. I bet you, I bet you, in in some ways, he wanted it to be that short, but he had to say what he had to say. Well. So. Yeah, and I mean, who cares? And, also, sh- and, and the people also, that were there just, live, uh, w- w- that were watching, excuse me, no, no, uh, okay. the people that were watching it live that were there, uh, it was an outdoor special. Obviously, it was longer than a half hour. They just edited it down to half hour. He probably did an hour plus for for the people there, but cut it down. What were you going to say? Well, he's a human being. He is a comic. But why does he have to be funny to to have a stage and a platform? Like, at this stage, why does he have to do that? Like, why are there actors, comedians, sing? There's like, you know, why does J Lo get to be a dancer, a singer, and a and an actress? <laughs> Can't Dave Chappelle just have a half an hour to be a great speaker yeah. and get a point across and still be entertaining? I mean, it was moving. It was powerful. It needed to be said. We need to hear it. He has access to all these people that want to hear him. You know, he has a huge audience, not and, and it's and it's di- I would imagine quite diverse. Like he has access to so many people. It's not just the black community. People are he has a huge fan base. Yeah. So good for him. And and why does it have to be funny? Like is it called a comedy special? Or is it called 846? You know, Well, why? it's called a special, yeah. Comedy special? Well, people are just saying the new Chappelle special. I mean, it's Yeah, but He's a Netflix. comedian. It just yeah, I and know. But the channel is Netflix is a joke, right? Which is comedy. Well, look at Tignataro also had a special that wasn't super funny, right? The one she takes her shirt off at the end. I don't know. I thought that was hilarious. I mean, it, it, it's it's powerful and you cry at times, but super funny. Okay, well, I didn't actually see it. I just know that <laughs> she talked a lot about yes, a lot about it, her cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but she somehow makes it funny. It's yeah, super talent. Well, I say good good for Dave Chappelle. Also, it's a lot of pressure as a comic always needing to be funny, 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 funny all the time. Yeah. Hello. Hi. <laughs> PM says, I think people who like those kind of specials either love a large number of comedy styles or love more cerebral or clever comedy, which do not need to be always funny, like Neil Brennan. When I listen to comedy, I expect to laugh, but mostly I expect to think. This is the main thing I look at. So even if there is not a punch a minute, I can appreciate it. Right. Yeah. I'll, I'm f- I'm hoping a lot of that will that style will creep into the French world more because French is. St- Still has some catching up to do with us. French is all about machine gun like style. You can't take a break. No pauses. No uh, afraid of silence. Like it's got to be like a total machine gun. I really noticed the difference because I, I perform in both worlds, longer in English, but three years in French, and I've done a lot in French. And it's like this fear of if you take your time. My manager tells me like sometimes I'll have a set where, you know, especially if I do an hour. He wants to see it start here and build, 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 build to this explosive standing ovation at the end. Whereas I'm used to up, down, up, down. You know, in English, you can, you know, build, set up, punch, tag, 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 set up, punch, tag, tag, then kind of bring the energy down, not purposefully or whatever, but just kind of, uh, I don't know, it's just a flow thing. It's just the way it's, but in French, it's very much like, no, 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 it's got to be machine gun the whole way through. And it's like, I'm hoping that, 
the American style will bleed more into the French. Because like PM said, that's what people want genuinely, generally speaking, is some genuine, like someone genuine and authentic and to think, yes, of course, laugh. Absolutely. The number one job of a comedian is to be funny. But this like, it's got to be a machine gun. No time for pauses. If it dips, you're failing. Yeah. You're losing them if it dips. Like you're not losing anybody. It's it's also a long time to laugh for sixty or ninety minutes to nonstop machine gun laugh. That's a lot. Yeah, I was gonna say sometimes you can appreciate certain comics with their one liners and oh that's a well written joke, but ultimately if you want to see a set for more than twenty minutes, it's not interesting unless you're actually feeling like you're watching someone authentic and engaging and telling yeah. a little bit of I that is my personal opinion over 20 minutes i don't i start to see oh these are just not just jokes well you see the gimmick you start yeah. going oh i figured it out i know what they're doing and then it becomes you know whatever mm-hmm. but if you if there's no gimmick if you're just talking and being funny at the same time of course number one number one thing in comedies is funny if you're not funny you're not you're not doing the job but um yeah, this like fear of silence or oh, it dips. Oh, you lost them there. You got them back, but you lost them. You lost them three times during the set. It's like I didn't lose them. Lose them is you don't get them back and you eat it for the rest of the set. Like you had them at first and you lost. But if you if you are doing jokes, it's going well and it's building, building, and all of a sudden there's more of a dip. And it's not like a dip. I it's not a like ah. Oh, so what else is going on? Not that kind of dip where there's like. But just maybe you you get out a thought out there or a a more of an idea like a thinking something that will change the way someone will think or whatever, and then you can still tag it and punch it. But these the uh, in French it's very much oh you lost them three times during the set. There was a dip. You had them. It was building, building, and uh, and then boom you lost them, and then you got them back, and then boom yeah. But that's not losing them. That's just a stylistic approach. It's just the way it flows that's how people talk that's anyway yeah and i think there's room for all kinds of different styles i know that when i was uh you know when you work with all kinds of different comics especially as you're as you're starting out you work with so many different comics because mostly your stage is open mics and and such and and coming up i saw so many different personalities some people are machine gun and some people are not like that. So it's like, if you're funny, you're funny. Like, Remember just, Phil Bond? Yes. Amazing. Holy shit. That was incredible. I've opened for Phil Bond, who's a very big uh, name in, in French um, Canadian oh. comedy, mm-hmm. Quebec. And he was uh, literally doing a practice show sold out half of a theater the balcony was closed off because he was just practicing or or radage as they say in french and he did 90 minutes an hour and a half and there was no dip it was machine gun that was i've never seen anybody kill that hard for that long consistently yeah that was incredible to watch i was like holy shit and he's he's so quick he really did like two hours of material in a ha- an hour and a half. Yep. It was insane to watch. It was. There was no dips. The audience never tired. It was from beginning to end insane. I wish I understood it. Yeah. I I didn't understand because he was... I understand uh, a lot of French, but he was speaking so quickly. 
And I, I didn't even understand what he was saying. I wish I did because I know from what you've told me, he's an original comic and yeah, he's, he's really good. I, he's I love a very Phil. Good comedian, and I wish I could have understood what he was saying. But even not understanding what he was saying, I was absolutely gobsmacked at how he was killing. I've never seen anyone kill like that for that long. With it no was dips crazy. at all. No dips. It was insane. Just and not one-liners or whatever, like stories. You know, uh, just true stand. I don't know. It was insane That's really to watch. That's really polished stuff, though. You could tell, like he really worked on. Well, he was practicing. Yeah. It wasn't polished stuff. That's the point. But it he, was. He must have. It was had like it scripted, though, because French comedy is different that way, right? It's well, like he had scripted. all these notes on stage, all these bullet points on at his feet, like because he was building his his latest show. That he's, he's, well, he was touring and starting to tour or whatever, but now obviously yeah. everything's on hold. So it was actually not polished yet. It was like the beginning. He was He was working out some stuff and he came off. He's like, ah, oh, this, I feel like I could switch the order. I forgot that part. I was like, you know. Yeah. Well, those are all, uh, the other thing that I really admire about his career and a lot of French comics career and is that is that you have your people too that's the other thing that helps is those people that were there i mean i'm sure it would have gone that way regardless but it it really helps when the people that like you already are there yeah and pe- there's a fo- you can have a following in quebec which is uh, sure more can. unusual in the rest of canada yeah it's it's closer than in line with the states than uh, English Canada, mm-hmm. the Quebec system. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean, man? I think I do. Yeah, that was weird. Daily dose, daily dose. Get the news from coast to coast. Daily dose, daily dose. All your news from coast to All coast. All the news and the headlines from Jim Grant. Here's yeah. your daily dose for Monday, June 15th. There was a massive storm in Calgary on Saturday. I don't know if you heard about it, but it included tennis ball-sized hail and flooding. There's actually a picture I sent you on Messenger, Jules. I think it's the second thing that I sent you. It's uh, the size of the hail. Get ready for this. You're going to freak. It's so huge. There were hailstones the size of tennis balls falling at a speed of 80 to 100 kilometers per hour. Pun. No, but that's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, they, there's uh, somebody interviewed in the article that I was reading, and their front windshield was completely destroyed from these from hail. The hail was so large that it popped his this guy's uh, headlight out. That's more golf ball than tennis ball. What you sent me is still huge, though. Oh, that's huge. Like, it ruined. And and this woman was talking about in her uh, building, she lives in an apartment building on the second floor, and the storm made the entire building shake. Yeah. There wasn't one car that didn't have smashed windows in their parking lot. That always happens. Like, that shit often happens in Calgary. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll get snow in July. It's the Chinook. Yeah, I don't even crazy. know what that means, but that's what they no, say. No, no, it's true. They have very unique weather there, but uh, I've never seen pieces of hail that big ever. Yeah, but I guess it would be about. It sounded like you said yeah, but I do. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but I guess. So. <laughs> but um, um, they seem to pop up in Alberta one one 
like these kind of hailstorms seem to pop up in Alberta every one in five or one in ten years. And there's like a hundred million they estimated a hundred million dollars in damage. Hundred million dollars in damage. That's crazy. Cue the people coming out. Me see global warming. Yeah, it's a hoax. Is that their voice? Yeah, that's what they sound like. <laughs> and just as you know, I've been out for groceries. It does seem like people are. Some people are still taking this virus seriously. Others are not, and we really do need to still keep it. You know. On the top of our minds, it's because spike uh, cases yeah, are spiking exactly. uh, and spiking in 21, 21 states. Meanwhile, they're not talking about it at all in the states anymore. There's no daily briefing briefings or anything. They're and not. It's, no, and it's spiking in twenty one. But I don't know about that. Ba- I was going to call you baby <laughs> because uh, it says here in this story that I was reading that government Governor Cuomo is threatening to go stricter on all the restrictions no no yes he, okay. he is certain okay. states are but the president is not doing you know dr fauci uh. the president they used to do daily coronavirus briefings because it's a pandemic and it's what unprecedented the the, but the white house is not doing any daily briefings or anything in fact his rallies are starting he's starting some rallies on june 19th which is i think is friday thursday or friday He's going to pack arenas, no social distancing, no masks. And what the hell? We'll see what happens. But it's, it's so short-sighted. Like, even the stuff that happens with the environment, it's all about money is the priority. It's like, do you not understand that we need to live and exist and breathe? There's a tweet here I'd like to read from a nurse, Cherie Antoinette, on Twitter. She said, COVID-19 is the worst disease process I've ever worked in in my eight years as an ICU nurse. When they say, quote, recovered, they don't tell you that that means you may need a lung transplant or that you may come back after D.C. with a massive heart attack or stroke because COVID makes, hold on, makes your blood thick as hell. Or that Ew. you have to be on oxygen for the rest of your life. COVID is designed to kill. It is highly intelligent virus. It attacks everything. We will run out of resources if we don't continue to flatten the curve. I'm Ugh. exhausted. Another replied, I'm a nurse on the COVID floor. On a COVID floor, I caught it. I'm relatively healthy, 24 years old, and could barely walk up oh half a God. flight of stairs. My blood pressure skyrocketed. Chest pain was debilitating. I'm eight weeks out and still feeling the chest pain and shortness of bre- breath. This is no joke. Uh, it's funny how many people would rather walk around and claim no virus, oh, whatever. Then we're just getting into replies and stuff. But it's uh, still very much real. Yeah. If you look in states like Florida, it's just non-existent apparently, even though they have cases spiking there too, but Universal Studios is open, Disney World is open. Giant lineups of people, no masks. People are just everywhere. So I'm scared for people. Well, I'm actually scared on behalf like I'm scared for I'm not at any time you know, going to be loosening my, but I see people doing it. I see people I know 
forgetting and just meandering out to store. Like you should only go out if you absolutely need to. Uh, most people here don't wear masks. I see it. I wear my mask when I go out and most people don't have it. Yeah. Unless you go to a grocery store that requires it. No, not even the general store here in Wakefield. Staff's not wearing masks. Most people are not wearing masks. At least they have that plastic cover. Uh, no, no, they're walking. The ar- yeah, oh, no, no, okay. no, they're walking around. The staff filling shelves, stocking shelves, and stuff. No masks. No, there's no excuse it's to not like have one. Different stores have different. Because I went to a grocery store yesterday in Cantley, and they were they were all wearing masks, and a lot of people in the store were. I don't know. It just it's really weird. Yeah, the it's IGA like, in Cantley have to wash your hands as you go in. And uh, most people are wearing masks. Also, they had no break there. Like there were employees. There was a bunch of employees that tested positive there. So maybe that's part of it. But like, is that what it takes? Basically, that's what it takes. Unless somebody sees someone that has it or uh, anyway. And there are different cases. There's mild cases and severe cases. Some people could have a mild case, but... Uh, I'm writing here, some people are saying even with a mild case, it's eight weeks later and they have chest pains and blood clots. And it attacks all of your organs, not just the lungs. It attacks your heart, your kidneys, everything. Meanwhile, it's a hoax or it's just, it's a flu. It's not a flu. This is worldwide, the flu, I don't want to fuck the numbers up here, so don't exactly quote me, but it's something within the ballpark of the flu killed about 25,000 people last mm-hmm. year last year in one year. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, COVID, we're reaching almost half a million deaths in 3 months. Yeah, exactly. I remember looking at stats because I was trying to convince my mom not to go out uh, without being extreme. Like I didn't want to grow up period, full stop. But and I didn't want her to go back to work. And I was trying to explain to her how bad it was. And she's like, well, deaths happen like flus. And that that same theory that you were argument that you were just saying. And I looked up the stats for causes of death. Like I think it was uh, in 2017, there were statistics for New York. And I think the top the top um, cause of death was heart disease Mm -hmm. or car accidents. They were close. And then down the line was the flu. But. The very top cause of death, let's say it was heart disease, was, I don't know, I think one quarter of what how many deaths have happened so far in a three-month period. Same exact thing that you're talking about. People need to understand how serious this is. It's really, really serious. I don't know what they're going to do. Like, there was the, the emergency relief benefit in Canada which is much better than what they offer in the U.S., but I don't know what they're going to do, what the government, how they're going to insist that people stay home. Like, I don't know what's going to happen because... I know, we'll just have to see. I know, it's it's crazy. But anyway, just quickly, China, where the virus first appeared late last year, reported 49 new coronavirus cases on Monday. 36 of them were in Beijing, and all have been traced to a wholesale market that supplies much of the city's meat and vegetables. So Beijing has closed... Zinfadi Market ordered testing of all of its workers and re- is requiring anyone who traveled there to self-isolate for two weeks. So, you know, with the, this is p- potentially, they said there's going to be a second wave in the fall. I wonder if that means in China or do you think that maybe this would be the beginning of their second wave and then we'll end up getting the second wave in a few months? I don't know. Well, people say it's the, oh, the, the weather is 
Right. Like the sun right. and the weather, which is true, true. defeats uh, the virus can't survive in heat or in sunlight. But there's huge amounts of cases. I think a third of the global cases uh, are in Latin America, in South America. Mm. They're ha- they're going through a huge wave right now. Oh man! And it's fucking hot down there. Yeah, man. Anyway, anyway, it's crazy, but. It is good to talk about this stuff because it's good to uh, remind people that this is absolutely not over. So, um, and it sucks. I mean, people are going through. It's uh, a physically debilitating disease, but also financially. Not just from not working and all this kind of stuff, but I read a story where. A Seattle man who recovered from COVID, who was in the hospital, just got a $1.1 million bill from the hospital. Oh, my God. 1.1. That's, that's laughable. What do you, there's no way you're paying that. I mean, you just go, okay, thanks, but uh, you're not seeing a penny of this. I mean, $1.1 million? What most, the hell? Most people don't make that in a lifetime. And the hospital just sent him a bill. That's, it's cartoony big, yeah. that bill. That's stupid. Here, you owe us $1.1 million. That's why I, when people complain about Canada's health care system, all, you have to, all these wait times and you have to wait. And Well, at least you won't get a $1.1 million bill in your mail. Yes. A hundred percent. I remember when we lived in New York, I had a, we have a friend who's a comic and he was playing basketball, landed on the ball while he was jumping up or something like that on his ankle. He had to have surgery. It cost him like $17,000 just to, in the and that was before he even got the surgery. And I remember thinking, what the hell? Like that kind of thing is uh, so common. Like you break a, an ankle. Yeah. You don't you don't think and yeah, anyway, so it's crazy. We're very, very lucky to be here in Canada, that's for sure. Um, another uh this obviously I don't know, did you hear about the story about Rayshard Brooks no. in Atlanta? No. So he was there's a video there if you wanna I don't know if it'll be challenging to play it, but if you wanna try to play it, uh or get it set up before you play it, there might be an ad or whatever. It's a, a case of a 27-year-old uh, black male who was talking with the Atlanta police. He got, they noticed that he was in his car, either sleeping or nodding off. And he was t- chatting with them cooperatively. Um, they asked him if he had been drinking. He said he had had a couple of drinks to celebrate his daughter's birthday. And he agreed to do a breathalyzer test. So he did the breathalyzer test and he blew over. So they were arresting him. He resisted arrest. Uh, he grabbed the taser. Him. Check, check. Oops, sorry. Again, every time I try to play a video, it cuts the recording out. Sorry to apologize to our Apple listeners. We're back. So he was killed. Yes. I don't want to see that video. Well, you don't have to see like that part. That's just toward the end if you wanted to play. Yeah, I know. They shouldn't have. I don't. It's not. It's terrible. To Why watch. did he grab the taser, though? That's. An I know. It's so frustrating. I mean, that's 27 years old. You don't grab a cop's weapon. 
No. I mean, he definitely shouldn't be killed 100%. But and, and that's for sure. Obviously. Because you can't shoot a taser from that far away. So they wouldn't, he wouldn't have, if he had turned around. A lot and he of had a Wendy's. A, there was concern he'd been drinking, though he was polite and complied with their demands. I have to walk my, my sister's house is right here. He asked the officers if he could just leave his car overnight and walk away. Put your mouth over the mouthpiece. Well, hard Instead, officers requested a breathalyzer test. Well, stop. Very good. Police say he failed that test and placed him under arrest. Put your hands behind your back for me. That is when Brooks appears to resist. He and two officers drop to the ground. In the struggle, you can see him grabbing an officer's taser. Stop it! Stop it! Okay, I don't want to see the fucking shot. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Sorry, I don't want to. See, I don't. I'm, I can't see these videos I know. anymore. I'm, I know. But uh, obviously, I know. Obviously, the police are in the wrong. Uh, just don't grab a police officer's weapon. I mean, and don't resist. Yeah. Just deal with it later. I don't know. Yeah, but the, the, uh, I'm not justifying the the police action. No. Obviously, condemning it. Mm-hmm. Just so there's no confusion as to where we stand. Just just don't grab a cop's weapon. Well, he should. The so that officer that shot him. Also, why did you have to shoot three times to kill this guy? He could have just... Uh, uh, can we move on? It, uh, it's really upsetting. It is very upsetting, but he's been fired, just good. so you know. All right. And the chief of police has, uh, ha- has re- resigned. Here's some good what news. What else? Yes, please. Uh, they found a, a woman, in um, an entrepreneur who's a mother... Whose, whose child had gotten Lyme disease from a tick, has invented a uh, repellent for ticks. That's very exciting. Without using DEET. DEET is really strong and bad for your health, but she's, at, she's from... Um, she is from Nova Scotia, I believe, and it's called Atlantic. See the play on words there? Oh, yes. Cute. And it works really well. I guess the way that ticks will, that the way that it works is they like the smell of your body. Mm-hmm. And, and if you pass by them and brush up against them, if they like the smell of your body, they latch on to you. So what this repellent does is it, it creates a scent that they don't like. If they smell that, they won't come on you. So it it's 97.5% effective. So that's exciting because, you know, we live in the country. A lot of times I think about that. We give we give the dog um, a, uh, a medicine that makes his something in his blood. It's probably the same principle, makes him smell a certain way. Mm-hmm. And they, he takes it once a month. So thank goodness for that. But, but yeah, that's a really that's really good news that they've uh, figured that out. Don't you think, Jules? I do. I'm still uh, thinking of that last story. I I, I don't want to do any more of those stories of police brutality and shot shooting people and killing them. It's it's, it's happening. We yeah. get it. We're on the side of we're uh, uh, we're yeah. against it. Okay, I agree. And that's it. Because every time it, there's going to be stories like this all the time now. It's heart-wrenching. Because it's uh, it's just, out there and I it's in the news. I just don't want to not acknowledge it because this is really why not? Why bi- can't we not acknowledge it? Well, I wanted to acknowledge it because of that's what's happening in the news right now, and it's 
it's the daily dose. But I do want to focus on on uh, positive things and well, just specifically pe- cops killing people. I can't take it anymore. It's true. it's too much. True. I, and I'm and, what, and what, I guess by talking about Dave Chappelle, you know that covered. You know, acknowledging it, right? Yeah, and yeah. I mean, it's it's not about burying our heads in the sand or whatever. We're aware it's happening. We're against it vehemently. I just don't want to put it on the show all the time. It's uh, ups- I'm still upset about that. I can't get the image out of my head, and I apologize to anybody watching. It's graphic. We didn't show the actual part, but I I know more of these stories. I okay. can't. It's it's too much, and I don't want. To bum people out. To th- I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll hear from it everywhere else. That's true. Do you know what I mean? They'll, totally. We're not the only source of information that people are... Done. Are, are, okay, great. Done. Um, a brand new survey, really shifting gears here, a brand new survey of 2,000 American respondents found when including decisions such as, like, d- they're saying that um, spontaneous decisions mm-hmm. makes you happier. Yeah, yeah. Is acting spontaneously a key to happiness? According to the survey, it may, may very well be. Think of all the times, th- the best, some of the best times you've ever had are the ones that you've just decided last minute to go and do mm. and go out. Whereas when you think about all the planning, too much planning, which you know me, I, I like to plan, <laughs> but too much planning can be kind of a buzzkill, right? Like think about New Year's Eve where there's all these big expectations. I think it's because you have all these big expectations, all these plans. Oh, it's going to be so much fun and all these ideas of what you, you know, and then it, inevitably it's a letdown. Yeah. But think of all those times you go, "Hey, do you want to do you want to just go right now uh, and we'll all go on the river and float on the river?" Mm. Or so they did a lot of st- um surveys about people who says here the study was um is acting spontaneously a key to happiness according to yes okay the study conducted by one poll on behalf of blah 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 you're like found i know found that those considered themselves a spontaneous person were 40 percent more likely to consider themselves a happy person that makes sense I need to start being less planning, eh, Jules? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do. Not only that, but they were also 38% more likely to feel content and satisfied with their life overall. Interestingly, more most Americans do consider themselves quite spontaneous, as about one in six do not think of themselves as such. So a lot of people saying, like, spur the moment, last-minute vacations, like, that's really fun. Mm-hmm. So. I remember once you got a birthday present for me and uh, didn't tell me what it was. And then you said, okay, we're going right now and we're going for your birthday. We're going on a trip. And I was like, what? And that, that's one of my best memories. What were you like? What? One more time. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget that because it created a memory and also it was completely out of my control, which I'm a bit of a control freak planner. And so when you said, we're going, we're just going to go, I was like, what? And then I'm like, what were you like? What? One more time. What? And then I said, well, I got to pack a bag. And you said, I packed one for you. And then I was alarmed because I was like, what is in that bag? Like, you don't know what I need. Just tampons and mascara. (laughs) Mascara. And then we went, but I'll never forget that trip because... It was something spontaneous. Because I forgot your underwear. It was a surprise. 
and I had no toothbrush. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was, and, and, you know, you've gotten me lots of nice birthday presents, but that's definitely one that, one for the books. So anyway, there, that's a nice positive story to end on. And I apologize if I was a bummer this morning with that. No, no. And you can have bad news stories. I just specifically, no more shootings. I don't, I don't blame you. And I, I agree a hundred percent. Okay. But we can, it doesn't have to be all the good news network, all positive. It's okay if it's negative. But videos of shooting. No more, no more, no more. Agreed. We're all against it and that's it. Yeah. People can get uh, it get that news elsewhere yeah so just on a positive note ending on that story i like that story because it reminds all of us to be more spontaneous and whenever things go back to a new normal where we can do things aside outside of our homes more i think i'm gonna really appreciate that and Mm -hmm. i'm going to let myself be open to spontaneous moments for the sake of happiness and freedom and that's your daily dose for today. Speaking of happiness, <laughs> I don't know why my doodle look. Anyway, you'll see on the delay. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> daily dose. Daily dose. Daily dose. Daily dose. Get the news from coast to coast. Daily dose. Daily dose. All your news from coast to All coast. All the news in the Thank you, Jenny. Is it weird that I'm singing my own name? No, not weird at all. Let me know when you want the comments read because I'm here for you. Go ahead. Okay. Katie says, masks are the single most important thing we can do to stop it from spreading. And yet it's not. Libtard. Just kidding. Yet it's not mandatory to wear them in stores or public. So odd. Yeah. True, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Silka. Hello, Silka. M- Guten Morgen from Germany. Good afternoon in Germany. That's right. It's 2.04 p.m. in Germany. 96 minutes to the hour. 96? Oh, There's oh my God. 96. That was so weird. 100 minutes in an hour? Is, is there? <laughs> okay. Oh Shame me for the mistake. Jeez. Really <laughs> drill it home. Silka says, hello, hello. Just came in. Hello, Silka. We missed you. John Lankow, hey, what's up? Not much. Just hanging out here. Or Thanks for tuning in, John. What's up? Who put it up there? <laughs> How long has it been up there? Shout out to Jeffrey. Yep. Uh, Katie says, to his defense, because of George Floyd, the fear of being killed is fierce. Yes, that's true. Good point. He went into fight or flight. Yeah. That's absolutely totally, but there are way less odds of you getting killed if you just let them handcuff you and get in the car than if you start fighting knows, them. Who knows how you're going to react? That's true. That's true. There's when no you're in that moment, absolutely. right? And Katie, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. We can ha- we have no idea what that's like to feel like that. And uh, Doug said, "Ticks are gross." You're da- you're <laughs> darn right. Ticks are gross. And uh, I guess Doug was referring to spontaneous decisions in the la- in the last, like, uh, what do you call that? Last minute decisions. Mm-hmm. Barrymore's every Sunday. Did you guys used to do that? Bear- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was a movie. Was Barrymore's like, every Sunday. Like, uh, that's a good name. 51st Dates, Drew yeah. Barrymore. Or something. I was trying to think of Drew Barrymore movies. Mm. Yes, that was often last minute. 
80s night Sunday, even though deep down we knew, I mean, we went every week, so all, <laughs> it seemed spontaneous, but deep down we all knew we'd end up there on a Sunday night. Oh, that was fun. 80s night. I used to go to that. I wonder if we were all there one night at the same time. I wonder. I think you were in Vancouver back then. At that time? Well, who knows? Maybe. And Andrew Albert says, good morning. What up? What up? Doug says, OC Transpo just made masks mandatory. Oh, interesting. Good. Yeah, that should be on those things. That's for sure. It's a Kate. gross tube of people just breathing. <gasps> Ew. <laughs> you really know how to make gross noises. Mm-mm. Ew. Please stop that. Okay. <coughs> this episode of the Julian Dion Show is brought to you once again by Gringo's Blazing Sauces. That's right. Go to gringosblazingsauces.com for a wide selection of incredibly delicious and fresh tasting and hot, of course, hot spot. <laughs> hot sauces, salsas. Grilling and barbecue sauces and jellies. Go to gringosblazingsauces.com. Doug Knight and his wife, Laura, our friends and yours. They became obsessed with finding the perfect balance between heat and flavor, and they nail it every time. Our fridge is full. Do yourself a favor. Fridge, your fill. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Jeez. If you laugh, can you just pull the mic away? No. I popped my ear... My headphones, like there's a crackle. So I have to like Beyonce it up, like anytime I wail. Yeah, mic technique. You're professional. Gringosblazingsauces.com. Go to gringosblazingsauces.com. It's free shipping for orders over $40 in Canada, and they ship all over North America. That's right, gringosblazingsauces.com. Do yourself or the hot sauce lover in your life a favor and go to gringosblazingsauces.com today. Oh. Okay. Oops, that wasn't so smooth. <laughs> this might... Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. As I was... Go ahead. As I was going live this morning, there's a new notice on Facebook. It says, don't do any third-party promotions, advertising. No bumpers, no live reads. I don't know. This is new. Hopefully the episode will stay up. Otherwise, it's who cares? It's up on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the more. Give us a like, if you will, right now. Just a little like or heart or care or angry face emoji or sad face emoji. Just something. Likes help, reactions help. Give us a share, too, if you're out there. Why the hell not? Why the hell? Why the hell, man? This was in the news. The Camelton doctor that was has been facing total public outrage and at the receiving end of a witch hunt. In New Brunswick. What did I say? You just said Campbellton. I just don't know oh, if a lot Camelton, of Oh, Campbellton, New Brunswick, the doctor that was accused of spreading coronavirus because he went to pick up his daughter in Montreal and came back. And he was definitely in the wrong. He should have, A, quarantined for 14 days. B, uh, got tested immediately when he got back. Uh, you know, so he kept treating patients w- while, because he tested positive for COVID-19, kept treating patients. And so there's been... But he been, didn't know, right? There's No, there's been a... Of course not, no. There's been a spike in uh, cases since then. It's resulted in a few deaths. And he's now been the... Uh, people 
People found out who it was just by process of elimination because the press reported that it was a healthcare worker in Camelton. Some people knew his son had it, so then they deduced that it was him. Published his picture, his address, uh, started hurling racial slurs at him. He was met with hate, death threats. And I mean, that's, his whole life was turned upside down, which is not okay. What he did wasn't okay, absolutely. He handled it the wrong way. He was suspended, rightfully so. But <clears throat> it just came out. There was a, an, inve- an investigation done, a third-party private investigation done, and it was proven without any doubt that he is not patient zero. In fact, Crazy. that he would have contract contracted it from uh, someone else. They think it's he, he got it from a 19-year-old patient. That he saw, and then he, he so it's still the, the result was the same. He still had it unbeknownst to him and was treating people, so he was spreading it. But it's not from his trip right. to Montreal to to go get his four year old daughter. Right. So and he wasn't patient zero. There was another case. He got it and then spread it, but he was not. So now he's demanding an apology from the Blaine Higgs government in uh, New Brunswick. So. Mm-hmm. That's that. Just goes to show, know the facts before you... That's for sure. ...ruin somebody's life, mm-hmm. dipshits. Yeah. So... It he- bugs me. I, I read an interview when he finally spoke out about it, and it bugs me, though, that one thing that he said that I haven't been able to forget is he said, it it may have been an error in judgment. It's like, no, 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 no. Not may. I don't know if he's saying that to cover his ass because of criminal charges or whatever, and he doesn't want to actually admit that he did anything wrong. Because, you know, once you admit it, it's like, well, you said this in this article. You know, he, I, I, I have a friend. I know someone who went to Montreal and was really nervous about it. And this was just like a couple weeks ago. Really nervous about it. But decided to do it very, very carefully, considering certain things. And then before even seeing anyone else, and this is not a doctor, this is someone who's unemployed because of COVID, is going to be tested before they even see family members at a distance. Yeah, we agree so, that what he did was wrong. But that's crazy that he did that. That's and actually crazy. The, the fact that he said it may have, I mean, that's semantics. Was it a print interview? Print interviews are often misquoted. Maybe. I mean, you're, you're under pressure. You say things. You don't yeah, necessarily articulate the way you would if I'll it's thought out. i a bit of a benefit of the doubt. I mean, we're arguing on semantics. It's like, whatever. It's... It, it was wrong. Nobody's defending what he did and how he dealt with it, whatever, after. But he's getting death threats and whatever. But just goes death to show. Threats. What? That's, that's a bit much. Re- I'm not making that up. No, I know that. but that's. Oh, it sounded like you were laughing at me saying death threats. Like, yeah, death threats. It's true. Mm-hmm. He was getting death threats. People were saying, we're going to kill you. And I actually had friends jokingly say, if the COVID doesn't, I will. It's like, Jesus Anyway, it wasn't him. <clears throat> he he was he spread it, but he wasn't patient zero. And people are like, well, how did it come in? We're all on lockdown here. The, yes, the borders were locked down, but quite porous. I mean, people could come in and out, you know, people that were exposed, frontline workers and all that. For Since the beginning, it wasn't a total, total shutdown. They weren't even there at the border 24-7. A lot of people came through, a lot of people mm-hmm. from, from everywhere. <clears throat> so... Whatever. Just wanted to put that out there because we have talked about it a few times. Yep. All right. What do you say, Gen Z? Uh, I'm going to say...
going to read a couple of the um, comments if you're interested or we can move on. No, do it, of course. Okay, Katie says, I told... Oh, she said... She's got all these funny stories. She said, because you were talking about... We were talking about Barry Morris, and she said, I met Drew Barrymore when she was with Otto, an Ottawa boy at Zafod's one night on Valentine's Day. No one was there except my boyfriend and them. Cool. And Tom Green? I wonder... I wonder who it was. And I said, you have a lot of great stories. And she said, I told my boyfriend I was going over to say hi. And he said no. And I went and it was hilarious. Out of nowhere, two massive security guards were in front of, in front and behind me. Drew and I giggled. She's so short, she said. Hmm. And she just said, boys, it's fine. And we told each other how cute we thought the other was and hugged. LOL. I just remember she was so short, her head was at my chest level. Meanwhile, Katie flows six foot nine. I was wondering <laughs> that, and I'm thinking like Tom Green is super tall. And they used to be married, so that would be quite a couple there. I didn't know she was that short. Katie Flo said she's five five, so I guess Drew Barrymore is probably like five feet tall. Is that five mm-hmm. two? Anyway. Let's look it up. Is that it? Look it up. Look it up. Everything is in my head here. This too. I know. Okay. Uh, PM said we need to remember that medical staff had an ex- exception. Exception? Exception telling they did not have to isolate. Oh, right. Oh, oh. interesting. I didn't know that. There we go. Huh. Oh, it was. I guess it was Tom. Tom Green, Katie said. Cool. Yeah. Anyways, that's about it. A boot. I don't. I've noticed that this morning about you about you said about a like very Canadian. Yeah, I am very Canadian. <laughs> yeah, she's just over five. She's like five. I don't know. She's 5.34 feet. 5.6 would be 5.5 feet. So she's like 5.2. Ish. All right. (laughs) There you go. You heard it here first. Drew Barrymore is 5.2. Maybe not first, but first today. Probably no one else in the world is talking about how tall she is right now. Yeah. All right, that is our show. That's our show. Thank you very much for listening. We are the Julian Dion Show live on Facebook at 7 a.m. on from Monday to Friday, and available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Wherever you get your podcasts, we're on there. We love you, Gen Z. We love you. I love you. I love you. And we love you, audience. Thanks for watching. All right. Enjoy the day out there. It's Monday. We'll be back tomorrow, Tuesday. And uh, that's it. Be safe out there. Wear your masks. And as always, watch your head. Waste of time. Beautiful waste of time. Waste of time. I went to school. Yeah, I learned a lot. Got a degree in what I'm not. You spend your life looking for what you already got. Such a beautiful waste of time.
Of time, a beautiful. 